It's main event time. Hey everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. And I'm Ryan. And today we're going to talk about Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. We know Infinity War is out now. It has been out for about two weeks. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to talk about that at all. No. Ryan still has not seen it. I have seen it once. <laughs> uh, we may be doing an episode on that soon. Yeah. So uh, if you haven't seen Infinity War yet, if you're one of the few people like Ryan, <laughs> don't worry. We're going to try our best to avoid spoilers for Infinity War and focus on Ragnarok. Yeah. And by we, I mean me. Yeah. Because <laughs> as soon as I, we sat down to do this episode today, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be rough. It'll be rough for you. Yeah, because we watched the movie today, and I'm watching it, and like, oh, I know what happens. Like, I know it, like, watching it, going back and watching this, knowing what's next. Yeah. It's just like, ooh, all the feels. So, this came out in November. Mm -hmm. I saw it in theaters and bought it on Blu-ray. And la last time you were over and we did the multiple episodes to catch up on yeah. stuff. I, I borrowed it. You borrowed it, and... Um, I, I haven't been able to see it till yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I... You texted me back this morning saying, hey, I'm going to watch this today. You want to join me on my yeah. new TV? It's like, yes, that sounds fun. Because mm -hmm. all I was going to be doing today is nothing. Yeah. So here we are. We just finished watching it. Yeah. Overall impressions, what did you think? I liked it. Okay. I actually, I, I really did. Because Marvel, like the first couple, like the first Thor movie was good. I mean, introducing the character. Yeah. The second one, eh. I, I like how they took the feeling of the Guardians movies and kind of edged it over because that like Thor is the Thor movies and the Guardians movies take place in the same realm pretty much. Yes. So, I mean, to have the same feeling would just be better instead of having like, you know, this external, you know, off earth, you, you know, like the the off earth storylines one being Thor and Loki and being like deadpan serious and then having the Guardians in this weird comedy world. Like you need to mesh the two yeah. or find out where they link because if because because I mean without that it's just Yeah, the doesn't really work. the first two Thor movies, like I enjoy one mm -hmm. more than I enjoy two. Yeah. Um I think that's I think that's for most people. Yeah. It just they they had a hard time fi figuring out how they were gonna work in this cosmic stuff into this and keep, try to keep it earth grounded yeah um this one what this is the first one that's come out since guardians of the galaxy yeah so with ragnarok they already have the cosmic feel of the universe established mm -hmm. so they're able to play in that um sandbox a little bit and that tone and sense of humor and you bring yeah. in like um like classic rock stuff mm -hmm. like into yeah. the soundtrack. Yeah, because, so. I mean, I mentioned they had Led Zeppelin playing yeah. uh, whenever Thor was fighting. And I remember, like, I looked over at you and it didn't really hit me at first because, like, the lyrics of, of the song is pretty much fits Thor. You know, I'm from the land of ice and snow. Yeah. But then I was thinking to myself, like, at the same time, he's fighting this, like, fire beast in a, in a cave with a bunch of these undead-looking things coming after him. He's fighting with a hammer and the thing has a sword that's glowing. I'm like... This should be Rush. Like, this should be Rush. And then you pointed out, well, the lyrics of the song. It's yeah. Led Zeppelin. Like, oh, okay, yeah, fine. Then, song. Okay, then fine. You know, that it's all about Valhalla. Exactly. Like, that works for that particular character. If it was anybody else, it should have been Rush. I think I said to my wife one of the times we watched it, like, 
how did it take them three movies to get that song into a Thor movie? Like, it makes perfect sense for that character. Yeah. And the established tone of this universe where you have Iron Man coming in, blasting ACDC. Yeah. It makes perfect sense for Thor to have Led Zeppelin in his movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who you would put for Cap. Maybe some CCR. For Captain America? Yeah. Just classic rock. Yeah. Just just pure, unadulterated Boston, Kansas. Yeah. Maybe some Journey. That's a little bit of a joke, but still, I I still think that would work. Why? Is it, how's what? What's the joke? It just Journey's more of kind of like the hard rock R and B side. Like it's kind of like the, you know. I never heard the words Journey and hard rock in the same sentence. It's still, you'll find people. It's, okay, it's like everybody makes fun of Nickelback, right? Yeah. Okay, they're a rock band, right? Yeah. Yeah, they get made. And they get made fun of because they're just generic rock. Yes. From Canada. Yes. Okay. Journey in the 70s, pretty much the same thing. I mean, they've got a lot of classics now, you know, but at the same time, like, if you have, you know, if you're a guy back then, you're into rock music, you're going to be into more of like the, you know, more masculine rock bands. Journey was more like power ballads and stuff like that. I guess that's fair. So... All right, so uh, <laughs> this movie is directed by Taika Waititi. Yes, who which I had a bad taste in my mouth to begin with from yeah, the vampire movie. Because we, we haven't released it yet, and I don't think I'm going to release it before this one, because I think <laughs> this is going up first. Yeah. Um, we had done... Who We Are in the Shadows? What or? We Do in the Shadows. What We Do which in the Shadows. Which is one of his first, his first big yeah. motion picture. Um, it's a mockumentary about vampires. and. Yeah. You weren't a big fan of it. There were parts of it that were funny. Yeah. Like, like I said, but it was just, there were times, and it's him, like his character, not my kind of humor. Yeah. But that same humor done in the character that they did for Thor Ragnarok, yeah. where he was like a rock alien, it fit. Yeah. He plays Korg in this, which yeah. we'll get to Korg, but like I, I said to you beforehand, because we watched, the Blu-rays now are doing this director introduction to the film and i've watched his and i watched james Gunn's on volume two of guardians um like they help establish like the tone of the movie and like his like james Gunn's is very serious like this is what we did like we're it was great coming back together at the family like doing this yeah. again bringing in kurt russell all this stuff and then taika watiti is like oh, hi i'm the director of thor ragnarok it's about thor and Ragnarok like it's very yeah it's very much his sense of humor and I said to you when we started watching it like it's not just his humor in this movie because I knew you weren't a fan of it it's his humor mixed with the established Marvel humor yeah and it worked because with the callbacks yeah and everything yeah and and it worked especially with him portraying that character being a CG character being an alien the, the timing of the humor fit mm-hmm. better. Like it'd be like, okay, this makes sense. He's an alien. Yeah. Different, you know, different communication, different social, you know, like it just, it, it, it fit better for me. Like I actually found that funny. This yeah. Time. Hi, I'm Korg made of rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So one thing that this movie does very, I don't want to say well, but very quickly is deal with the aftermath of Thor, the dark world. 
the ending of Thor 2 was Loki faked his death and took over Asgard pretending to be Odin. Mm-hmm. Um, and they pretty much addressed that in the first 15 minutes of the movie and just wrap it up. Which with with maybe like maybe like 30 sec maybe like 30 seconds more of dialogue at the beginning where Thor's like kind of narrating how he got in the cage. Mm-hmm. Maybe like 30 seconds more of dialogue and maybe not even in that scene, maybe somewhere like before Thor gets to where Loki is pretending to be their dad. Yeah. You wouldn't even need to see the second movie. Yeah. To, to you be, really don't. To be honest. If you want to skip that one, you, you totally can. Yeah, um, all you, but all you have to know is that Loki faked his death and pretended to be his dad yeah. and took over Asgard. That's all you need to know to yeah. go from Thor 1 to this one. Like, go watch the CinemaSins video for Thor The Dark World. You're better off. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Anthony Hopkins is barely in this movie. Uh, they, but still, he's Anthony Hopkins, yeah, and he does a great job. Yeah, they, they, flew, they shot this one in Australia, so they flew him down there just to eat grapes and lounge around in a robe. In a robe and give, and like, die. four minutes of, like, lines, and that's a... Yeah, because the big thing of this movie is Odin dies, and that's what releases Hela, yeah. the goddess of death. And then Thor and young Snape stood up from sitting next to... I'm Odin. telling you, it's not young Snape, it's Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> He's... Long oh, black hi, hair, Thor. long, long black hair, white skin, thin, like pale skin, thin face, a black suit, a tailored black suit to that. Yeah. He was a Death Eater. I see it. I, I, I see it. But Snape wasn't a Death Eater in the end. Well, in the end, yeah. Spoilers. But, even but, but it's part of the character. He was. Always. <laughs> Always. Once a Death Eater. Always. Always. <laughs> um, one of the biggest problems I have with this movie is Odin's death scene. I don't know. I liked it. I liked it, but the CGI, especially in the theater, I feel like they went back and cleaned it up a little bit for the Blu-ray. Yeah. Or it's not as in your face. The CG in the, on the big screen was god awful. Like you could totally tell they were just standing in front of a green screen, Ugh. which was not fun. And this movie does something interesting that Marvel's started to do more and more of. Um, in the trailers for this, when she destroys his hammer, mm-hmm. the first trailer that they showed that, it was in an alleyway in New York. Hmm. And in the movie itself, it's in this field in Norway. Yeah. So I'm guessing that has to do with reshoots. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff in this movie that is shown in the trailers that's not actually in the movie. That being one of them, and the other being towards the end of the film, which I'll get to. Yeah, well, that's that, and, and that's something I brought up too is that when Thor goes into the arena to fight Hulk, mm-hmm. he turns his head, and the like electronic taser thing that keeps him under control, like yeah. from like flipping out, is clearly on his neck. It's but I to be fair, I don't I know. Feel like if that was shown on the trailer, because his neck is in full view when he yells. Hey, that's a buddy from work, or that's a, yeah. In that scene when he yells that, you can see it on his neck. Yeah, I'm curious though if because shot like if it's there, I'm gonna have because to look up the if it's there and with the way I don't know, like I'm a like I like these movies. I'm a I'm a huge fan of Star Wars, but there are people out there that like go second by second, frame by frame of trailers, and they try to piece the things apart. And I really feel like that would have been one of those things, and like. 
you know, clickbait on Facebook, like the top 10, you know, like Easter eggs in the Thor Ragnarok trailer. Like, I feel like that would have been something that would have been talked about. Yeah, I feel like even if it was there, people would probably just be like, oh, hey, he's being held captive. Yeah, but still, but then it would be like, oh, yeah, look, it's a thing. He's being help, you know, held, uh, um, held captive. What does this mean for the storyline? Like somebody would have made it a big deal. Okay. And then the it would have made other people make it a big deal. And for narration, Alan is right now watching the trailer on his phone. Okay. They have his, sh- they have his neck shadowed out. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. they took it out. No, they have the collar up too. So you don't actually see it. Yeah. You don't see his neck. It's different angles. They mm-hmm. use different angles in the trailer. Purposely to hide it. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that might be something that they added in CG that way. They just have to, didn't have to attach something to his neck. I feel like the creators of these movies and the marketing departments are 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 being stretched to their limits because of crazy fans. <laughs> no, I feel like they're no, I honestly think it's that uh Marvel is starting to hide stuff because they have to now. Yeah, um cuz Thor at the end of this movie loses his eye. And there's a tr- like there's a shot when he comes down on the bridge in the mm-hmm. trailer where both of his eyes are glowing blue. Yeah. But in the movie, he comes down, he's missing one of the eyes. So yeah. only one eye is glowing blue. So it's... um. And they did the same thing with Spider-Man Homecoming. There's a shot in that trailer where Spider-Man's swinging through the web, th- swinging through the city, uh, and Iron Man's flying right beside him. Not in the movie at all. Well, of course it's not. So, And there's a few things from the Infinity War trailers that are different. Like, there's a shot of the Guardians all standing there looking at Thor, not in the movie. Yeah. There's a whole character that shows up in the trailers that's not in the movie, at the one scene, um, which I'm not going to get into. That's fine. Um, oh, one of the things that I did like about this, and I didn't, uh, about this movie, and I didn't pick it up, and I know that they showed it in the trailer, but I just yeah. didn't pick up on it, that she, it's like... She pulls her hair back, and it turns into this weird crown thing. Yeah. I never picked that up during during um, during the trailer, but I also find it very funny because it's almost like okay, she wears whenever she has her hair, it's down. It's yeah. not tied back. It's not braided. It's just it's down. Whenever she goes into fight, it's like she's putting it back in a ponytail. But instead of doing the ponytail thing, even though she's still doing the same thing, it's turning her hair into a crown. I yeah. just I. I just thought that was interesting. I think it was like, you know, like when like somebody's going to be like, that's it. I'm done. And put the hair back in a ponytail and then either, you know, does whatever they need to do. But it's in the last year, in the, in the, in the last year, there's been a great renaissance of Marvel villains. Yeah. Um, starting with Spider-Man homecoming with Vulture. Mm -hmm. Um, the Marvel villains have been a lot better than they were in the past. Yeah. Whereas like Thor two, you have Malekith, which is this evil elf played by the ninth doctor. He's kind of generic, but like this one, she's a real threat. Yeah. And Vulture is, you understand where he's coming from and Hela wants revenge for what her father did. So you you get her backstory. And even like the best example is Killmonger and Black Panther, which we'll get to eventually. But like Hela, like with the brother sister relationship there, like it, makes it more personal well not just that it's also uh you've also got the aspect of odin was a different king like mm-hmm. he was a tyrant and yeah. he used her and by which and by what she turned into he saw that you know that wasn't the way the to go. Of his that, ways. Yeah, exactly 
And then so he banished her because she wouldn't stop. So then you've got basically (laughs) a damaged daughter. Like she was raised a certain way. Then all of a sudden it was put the brakes on. And then like, hang on a second. This isn't how you raised me. We need to continue this. And then she gets imprisoned for being what she thought was what her dad wanted her to be. And then, you know, boom. And that it makes you question Odin as a father. Because he lies to Loki his whole life about being a frost giant. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he lied to Thor about. Here, but then... Here's, here's the thing, though. And this proves something. You've got people. Yeah. Parents. Dad, mom, whatever. Who are great at what their job is. At what you know their personality is geared towards. And, you know, they're... A, a great doctor, a great lawyer, a great manager, a great, you know, con, you know, con, construction, whatever it is, or the best in their field within the local area. Horrible at being parents. But then you've got the opposite. You've got the you've got the women and the men that, you know, aren't really the best at their job, but they can hold one down and, you know, they're they're good that they have friends. Best parents on the planet. Yeah. I feel like any great person there is a likelihood not that it always happens but there's a there's a definitely just as great of a likelihood of them not being the best of parents because if people write what they know yeah go go back to you know old fiction is based on some type of truth and there's a reason why whenever there's a movie about family issues and you have the father or the mother being this, you know, great, powerful person, in whatever field that their job is in, more than likely the story's going to be about some type of drama between them and their kids. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's why he's not yeah. that great of a father. Um, that was a rant. Oh, well. No, it's fine. No, it's good. <laughs> it works. That's why we're here. <laughs> Doctor Strange is in this movie for some reason. I I I, I personally like as much as I enjoy it. He does not need to be there. Oh yeah, he does. It's fun to connect the worlds and yeah, have him be introduced. And I thought that never mind. I'm not gonna go there. No, it's Um, okay. No, I'm not gonna go there. Why? Um, I thought it was gonna tie into more to Infinity War. Oh okay, okay, but it didn't. Okay, so that's all you gotta Uh, say. Yeah. Okay. Um, my thing before you get to your point, and I'm sorry to to interrupt you, but I've got the hammer. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the the reason why I liked him being in it, because who else would be the one to find out where he is? Like, who who, who, who better on Earth to find out where Odin is and then, you know, be able to protect him pretty much or get him set? Um, yeah, like, it makes sense for the story. Yeah. I just, the... It got repetitive with him jumping back and the forth. The gag was a bit much. The gag was too much. Yeah. Um, it might. It may have been good maybe three times, yeah, not the seven. <laughs> alternate take on that on the Blu-ray. Yeah. I liked a little bit better. Okay. What's the alternate take? It, it's what plays into the the city street one. Like I don't think Odin was ever in Norway in that version of it. Okay. It was just he was in the city and they had to go find him. Yeah. Um, which I liked the the part with Dr. Strange a little bit more yeah. than that. Cause it's more just a conversation, uh, in the sanctum. Yeah. But like, I feel like it would have been better if, okay, Loki disappears into the sidewalk. Thor goes to the address, sits down 
talks to Doctor Strange. The the tea beer gag still happens. And then they made they like they flip to the library. Yeah. And then they flip to the lobby. And then the second time Thor falls because he like he manifests him like on the second step yeah. or something. Like from you know from the bottom. Not a you know, down the stairfall, yeah. but just like all over two stops. And then go into the whole thing about how like, yeah, he was put here, you know, I found him. I you know, he's safe, he's he's he, he's in this place. Yeah. And then do the umbrella gag. Yeah. With everything being destroyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the umbrella umbrella gag was still there. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about Sakar and everything that happened there. The opening scene, you're on Sakar. Yeah. Like, you're, you're introduced to Valkyrie. What did yeah. you think of Valkyrie? Valkyrie, I liked. Okay. The, the whole, like... Her falling off the platform, mm-hmm. eh, a bit much. Like that just screamed alcoholic, which she is. But anyway, yeah, I think it would have been better if maybe like she like threw the bottle off to the side and like stumbled a little bit, but then mm-hmm. gained her composure and walked down yeah. instead of like falling off. I mean, that with any other like if James Gunn directed this movie, that's probably what you get. But this is Taika Waititi, so she's gonna fall right yeah. off. Yeah. So, yeah. um. Yeah, I really liked her character and her arc. Like, she doesn't want anything to do with Asgard. And yeah. Loki reminds her of her past and mm-hmm. in that beautiful sequence with the Valkyries fighting Hela. And yeah. Like, I kind of wish, like, the whole movie was kind of shot like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that looked so good. And it, it's like a painting come to yeah. life. Um, I really like that sequence. Um, and I liked her interactions with Thor and the Hulk. Um she has a great relationship with him. Yeah. And then when the Hulk turns back into Banner, she's like, I think I know you. I think I know you. And I think I know you too. Yeah. Um, and then he just like falls to his death. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't die, but that yeah. was that was still really weird. Yeah. I really, Mark Ruffalo steals this movie for me. Once he turns back into Banner. Even the does. Hulk stuff, like I liked, like when he's like talking about puny, puny Thor. Hulk, well, that's, Hulk like smoldering fire. Me like big fire. I, I chopped that up to the CGI guys. Granted, I mean, you still need good voice acting for that. It's not. Just, it's not just voice acting. It's motion capture. It's Andy Serkis in um, Planet of the Apes and Gollum. He's doing that. He's on set, and then they put that over top of him. Yeah. So that that's all based on Mark Ruffalo. Like that's all him. It's just they added the character afterwards. <laughs> So that that's his performance. Like, okay. like I okay. I wouldn't. It's not like they're animating Buzz Lightyear. Okay. In a computer a- animated world, it's that's true. He's on set. Okay. They have that reference. He's covered in dots with cameras sur- surrounding. It's the Avatar thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah. Completely agree. Now. Um. He does do a good job in this. But when he turns back into Banner. Oh, when he turns back into Banner, it's hysterical. Yeah. Um. He's like he wears so- these pants so tight. <laughs> They do a really good job of referencing not just the Avengers, but Age of Ultron. Yeah. They play a lot with what Banner's done in those movies and yeah. who his character was. Like, bringing in Black Widow's clip. Yeah. Have you seen Age of Ultron? The one where the city drops from the yeah. sky and kills everybody inside of it? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, the they, Age of Ultron tried to build this relationship between Black Widow and Hulk. Yeah. 
and it didn't work well for a lot of people. Like she, like Black Widow would bring down the Hulk from battle, like turning yeah. back into Banner with the lullaby. Yeah. Um, and then they had like this romantic relationship between Natasha and Bruce, and yeah, it. So like at the end, he leaves in the Quinjet, and yeah. you don't—they don't know where he went. So like that's the—that's the question going into like Civil War. Like, hey, where's, where's, where's the Hulk? Where's Thor? Like, yeah, they're off fighting on this alien planet for Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Um, but I really like what they did with the Hulk in this. Like, no, oh, yes. Yeah. He's smarter. He's well because he was the Hulk long enough to actually do it. Yeah, um, really seals the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Like all around. See, this is the Hulk that I've been waiting for—the one mm-hmm. that can actually interact vocally and like can actually have thoughts. Yeah, like that's like that's the Thor I've been waiting to actually see. Yeah, so it was good. So uh, in in that regard, I was really happy that they did that. Yeah, um, and his re- interactions with Thor are great too. Because uh, th- their battle is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Part of me wishes, though, that they would not have released the fact that the Hulk was in this movie. Because how great would it be if you went into a theater opening weekend to watch this movie, and all like the gate opens and the Hulk comes out, and you had no clue? You're like, oh my god! Like your reaction would be the same as Loki. Granted, not as much. No, dread, your your, more your reaction would would be the same as. As Thor, yeah, like yes, <laughs> like if they would have hidden that fact, like yeah. like Star Wars hid the fact that Luke Skywalker wasn't in Force Awakens, yeah, like, if you would hide that, mm-hmm. they just make it look, they make this movie look like it's Thor versus Hela, yeah, um, with like Jeff Goldblum thrown in the middle of him yeah. trying to get off like a rock, yeah, yeah, um, and I'm sure the internet would speculate, oh yeah, like this, he's probably gonna fight the Hulk, yeah, but you don't know, yeah. I think that would have been great. My favorite point of the fight is when Loki turns over to Jeff Goldblum's character and goes, no, no, no. He doesn't say that he, he yells at Thor from the booth. Like that's how that feels. Yeah. When, when Hulk picks up Thor and just whips him back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Like Willow Smith. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, like in the Avengers. Yeah. 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 And that's what I, that's what I like about Loki. Like he's addressing everything that's happened in the past. Like Avengers, it's not like Avengers didn't happen. Yeah. I like how they dealt with Loki's past in this, like yeah. him being with the Tesseract and playing with Lo- playing with uh, Odin's yeah. crown. Yeah, that that I actually found interesting, especially when Thor gets back to Isengard and walks up. Did I totally mispronounce the name you of the You said Isengard. I said taking Isengard? the hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> The Hobbits, the Hobbits, the Hobbits. Uh, whatever, a- their home city. As- Asperg. As- 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 Asgard. Asgard. Isengard? Asgard? Asgard. That's too close. That's it. I'm done saying the name of that yeah. place. Okay, whatever. The, 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 the city of Oz. He goes back city to the city of, of Oz. Oz. <laughs> he gets back to Oz. He goes over and he finds Loki as Odin sitting like a Roman emperor. Yeah. Like watching a play of like Thor's like there's an actor portraying Thor which they got an actor that looked pretty much like them. Do you know why? You, that's his, is that brother. his brother. That's his older brother. That's his older brother. That's the Perfect. third Hemsworth who's on Westworld. Oh great. Okay. Um so they get him and they have somebody portraying Loki and Loki Did you not like, know who was playing Loki? No. Oh my god. Who was it? Matt Damon. 
Really? Yeah, that was Matt Damon. I didn't. See I didn't that say at anything because I didn't know if you like. You didn't say anything. I didn't pick so that I was up. Like, I'm going to save that for the podcast. Well, I mean, like he's like apologizing for everything, and Thor's actor is like, "Oh no, you're a trickster. It's okay," and build a statue yeah. for me, all this other stuff, and like you got like the emotional singing in the background, and everybody looks upset, and then you know Loki is uh, Odin is just sitting there like. Is happy like it was, yeah. it was funny. Yeah, it's uh Luke's Luke Hemsworth. Luke Hemsworth. Luke, Chris, and Ian, Liam, Liam. Okay. Liam. I did not pick up that lo- yeah. that Loki was being. And then Odin was played by Sam Neill. Okay. You know who Sam Neill is, right? Doctor Alan Grant from Jurassic Park. Yes. Yeah. He's still alive. Yeah, it's. I said during the movie, it's like, man, he got old. And you're like, yeah. And I was like, you, he doesn't know who Sam, I'm talking about. No, no idea. Yeah, I'm so like, it, and he doesn't have a scene with Jeff Goldblum, so you don't get that Je- that uh, Jurassic Park reunion. Oh, that sucks. But they're in the same movie, so I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I think we need to talk about Jeff Goldblum. Portraying the part of Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> uh, Portraying the part of a alien space ruler of a junkyard. Yeah, I love Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. It's phenomenal. Independence Day, Jurassic Park. He needs to get back into acting, though, not just portraying himself. Yeah, he he's really gotten in, gotten into playing himself. Like Independence Day Resurgence, he's not playing um, David Levinson. He's playing Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, because like the interactions with like Bill Pullman and Judd Hirsch, like it's not it's not the same. And he, this takes it up to another degree. Like he's completely like just doing a character character of himself yeah like every everybody's like got the the gold bloomisms like uh uh yes yes uh yeah uh science exactly it, it's it, it's the closest thing i can say to because i haven't seen that independence day movie yet you're better off yeah or maybe we'll do it for independence day this year okay that's fine one of the things i have to say is that though with him betraying himself it to me it always reminds me of him when he guest starred on friends yeah, when Joey was there, like trying to get yeah. a, a job, and Goldblum was there trying to like get him to like get like the feeling of it, like that's like he's going towards that, like yeah. he's just becoming like a character of himself. Yeah, and if you watch, like there was a lot of stuff of of him on the internet promoting this movie, like, mm-hmm. and all of it, it, it's just like him being super weird, mm-hmm. and and I think he's gone back to acting with Jurassic world fallen kingdom. Okay. Cause in the trailer, it doesn't seem like he's playing himself. Like he's, he's got a beard. So maybe that got him into the character of Ian Malcolm. Yeah. Again. But it was just, so, it was funny though. Like him like, being like a giant kid. Like he was basically being, he was basically a giant kid. Yeah. He yeah. like, it's perfect for that role and for what Taika Waititi does because mm-hmm. it, it completely fits. If you were to put any other actor in that role, it wouldn't work as well as it does. No. Like because it's Jeff Goldblum, that character works. Mm-hmm. The whole ridiculousness of the con- the contest of champions makes sense because you have Jeff Goldblum there as the driving force. Yeah. Uh, if it was anyone else, like, I don't know. Like um, entertain me. Yeah. I don't know who else you could put in that role and it would work. Maybe like mm. 90s Jim Carrey. Yeah. But even that would be too hammy. Like he, yeah. like, he like Jeff Goldblum does a good balance of crazy, but also like, no, what? No. Yeah. Like, yeah it, it, like 
when uh, his like security officer goes to hand him like the melting stick, and he's like, "What? Just don't hand me this. Talk- this isn't a capital." Interrupting punishment. is not a capital crime. crime. <laughs> um, one last character we need to talk about is Scourge. Okay. The uh, executioner. Yeah. That's what he's called in the comic books. That's yeah. why they made him the executioner in this. Um, what a pointless character. Like, I love Carl Urban, but yeah. they didn't really give him much to do. It's just him standing there watching Hella destroy everything. Yeah. And it's kind of like, eh, okay. Like, he His gets a, wooing of the two girls doesn't go anywhere because there's a because the dragon's head slides in with Thor. Um, he sees two people get killed, so he instantly surrenders. He watches her yeah. kill people. And I want then... I want to talk about those two deaths because they're the war they're two of the warriors three, which are big characters in the Thor mythology. Yeah, and they just get like two seconds of screen time. Well, it, the, so the warriors three die. Yeah, like Lady Sif and the warriors three were in the other two Thor movies. Like they're yeah. the ones who come to Earth to bring Thor back and tell yeah. him that Odin's not dead. And in this, like Lady Sif doesn't even appear because they couldn't get her for scheduling reasons. Yeah. but. The Warriors 3 are just offed. Well, yeah. Which, I just... It, it upsets me. What role me. are they going to have going forward? I know. Like, I get that you need to kill them so that they like there's not a threat to Hela. Yeah. But it might be better just to have them off-planet and maybe have them survive. Because now you can't use those characters again. Like, they're dead. This is why... See, the, the, the only thing that makes sense to me is that after Infinity War, and I don't know what other movies have been released. I know that there's an Avengers 4 that's going to be released That's at some about point. all... Okay, so... Like, the, I really the, feel like things are starting to come to an end. Yes and no. Um, Marvel has up to a, Avengers 4 announced. Yeah. They haven't announced the title for Avengers 4. And after that, it's going to be the Spider-Man sequel and... Guardians 3 have been announced. Yeah. They don't have dates or anything yet. See, for to sure. Me, things but they have they they, they have now. dates set, but they haven't announced any titles because it's spoilers for yeah. the Avengers movie. And this is and that's why I really think things are starting to slow down a bit. Possibly, but they I, they might stop playing with Thor as much, but if they're going to they seem they seem to be getting more away from Earth and focusing more on the cosmic side of things. Yeah. So if that's the case, maybe you want to keep Thor and some of his characters around. Yeah. Like keep keep Thor and I would like Lady Sif is probably still alive. Yeah. So but they don't address it at all. But at the same time, you've got the universal like uh, this storyline built into the storyline is the ultimate timeline eraser into what infinity war and the infinity stones yeah anything we're not talking about infinity war no 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 no. anything yeah i get i get what you're saying anything that's been done can be undone exactly so built into the marvel storyline built into this movie series which is now getting close to having as many movies as star trek like this is no no they passed it they passed it already yeah i thought there were like 12 or 13 movies for star trek there are 13. Uh, Infinity War was like 19. Okay. So we've got more movies than... We've got more movies than Star Trek had. Yeah. But built into the storyline is a stone that you can reverse time. Yeah. Built into the storyline 
is a stone where you can resurrect people. Yeah. The problem is like, if you rely on that too much, then death means nothing. I'm pretty sure death is not going to mean anything by the time Avengers 4 rolls around. I think there are some deaths that will stick from Infinity War. Okay. Um, I think any death before Infinity War will stick. Okay. Um, so I don't think Odin's coming back. Well, no, 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 no. Well, because I mean, Odin died naturally, so I don't see that. I just dropped Thor's hammer. Yeah. I I don't see that really being a thing. I'm just saying that either one or two things are going to happen with when it comes to these stories. Which Thor, this movie was great. I loved it. Yeah, I I, I did. Leading into Infinity War and then going beyond with the way that you've got the actors are starting to age. Things are starting to wind down. Unless you can start building in these newer characters, how there's going to be, you know, how, you know, there is a different Spider-Man now that is generally accepted by a younger audience. There is a different Iron Man now that's accepted by a younger audience. Unless you can get the cinema audience of these Marvel movies, the non-comic book reader, the ones that like action films and have gripped onto this, if you can get them to... If you can find a way for them to accept the changing of the guard, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to just being like, okay, this is Avengers six, this is it, yeah, like this is the last Marvel movie we're doing that have to do with these characters, yeah. Unless you can find a way to pass the torch with some of these people, there, this has to end. But at the same time, you also have the stones. Yeah, which either can be a very happy ending or a very nasty ending, depending yeah. on how it goes. You have they have to be careful, and I think they're going to toe the line between undoing what what it what's been done in, yeah. in in certain scenarios and not touching it. Yeah. So like I, there are things that will happen that I think will stick, and I, we'll talk about this more when we do the Infinity War oh, episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I can go on for hours about this. Yeah. Um, but I won't. Either time. <laughs> so, um, but I think if they go the route where you're saying where they do move on from these characters, mm-hmm. which contract wise, they are moving on from at least Captain America. To yeah. Chris Evans is done after four. Yeah. But like, which is fine because Captain America has had this great arc of films. Yeah. Thor hasn't until now. Like mm-hmm. this is the first one. Ragnar's the first time that where a lot of the audience really embraced Thor and f- like really liked the character. Like this was such a hit for them. Chris Hemsworth knocks it out of the park with this his performance in this. Yeah. Because they let him cut loose and have fun with it. Yeah. It's not like the dark and dreary Shakespearean almost yeah. um seriousness. It's Which, more with Thor's storyline, I can see how they can fall into the trap of that yeah. because I mean this is like they, it, but they found the formula that works yeah, for Thor and exactly. I don't want them to they, I, I can see maybe another one or two Thor movies mm-hmm. I don't know where you go with Asgard being like I, I would love to see them them establish Asgard on on Earth or whatever they do Mars mm, maybe it's in the it's in the Goldilocks zone I think in the comics they build it on Earth like a floating city in the sky uh, but well, I, but I want to see. Works. I want to see more Thor outside yeah, of the Avengers works. movies, and I will. Say, I will not getting in the spoilers. What they have Thor do in Infinity War is one of my favorite things of Infinity War. Okay. His story arc is probably the best. Okay. 
because um, he's the really o- he's really the only one that they take time to address. Um, they take time to address like Ragnarok yeah. in it. Like they pause and because you don't really get a chance to talk to. Uh, they don't really talk with Cap about like. Yeah, I really miss t- talking to Tony. Like they don't really get that from Civil War. Yeah. Um, but you get th- there's a moment where Thor's sitting down and just reflecting on everything that's happened over the last movie and a half, mm-hmm. uh, which is really nice. So one thing, and I mentioned this as we were watching it, I like how, and I think I just mentioned it before earlier in the cast, um, mm-hmm. bringing the humor of Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah. the Marvel Universe into Thor's storyline helped for me with this character. Yes. Because, you know, it's like you've got, okay, fine. You've got his home. You've got his home world. Everything's shiny, Roman and Greek. And he's got, you know, very classic-ish God man, you know, like the um, uh, mannerisms. And then he lands on this planet. And I think yeah. the first thing I said was, oh, it looks like a junkyard full of old Chuck E. Cheeses because yeah. everything's like neon. Like if it's blue, I, it's bright baby blue. Yeah. If it's orange, it's like road construction orange. Well, there are two things about that. When they when they released the first pictures of Ragnarok and like Entertainment Weekly, I looked at them and was like, holy shit, I love that color. Mm-hmm. Like I love the color pa- palette of this movie. Yeah. Just from the stills, I could tell I'm going to like this. Yeah. And... The whole movie, like everything on Sakaar is like that, and it's wonderful. Probably some of my favorite visuals in a comic book movie ever. Well, yeah. Um, because it actually and looks it like draws book. upon the uh, artwork of Jack Kirby. Like, mm-hmm. That's where they got those colors from. Like They yeah. took that straight from the comic books, yeah. which I really enjoyed. And some of the background characters. Because mm-hmm. there was an alien that looked like a mannequin yeah. with like... Uh, with kind of like one of those like bodysuit skin things on. Mm-hmm. But with like a blotch of red like coming down but you could see the outline of the nose the chin but no mouth no nose yeah. no eyes just like a plain mannequin head but it was the background so it's a creature like i liked the comic book aliens they had in yeah. this thing that you would see in a comic book like it just it, it fit everything that they did on that planet fit yeah um and like to match the colors, you have Jeff Goldblum's performance. Like his performance and his matches personality. Those yeah. yeah, like his outrageousness fits everything else. Yeah, uh, kind of, it's one of the more simpler lines. But as Thor's trying to leave uh, the Hulk's room, he goes, "Why don't you pick a color? Red, white, pick one." Yeah. <laughs> oh man, their interactions in that in that apartment are just great. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not expect to see Hulk ass, hmm. and I'm glad they drew the line there. Well, they Thor got to, to see the rest of it. Yeah. I don't need to see that. <laughs> um, one more thing before we wrap it up. I know you don't uh, pay much attention to this, but what did you think of the score? The score was nice. It was. I mean, I, I like the music, and I remember you telling me one thing that got me interested listening to it was the fact that you told me it was done by the guy from, uh, uh, from one of the guys from Devo. Yes, it was done by and it Mark's, sounded like it. Mark... Mother's Ba. Yeah. So it's one of the guys from Devo's. He, he's done a bunch of different movie scores. Let me. He did uh, 21 Jump Street, Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. Because, um, like, we were watching this at your apartment, and then the DVD menu came up, and the music started playing. You're like, huh, this is the music? I was like, yeah, this is the music. Right. Uh, one thing that I do like about this movie that it does that only one other Marvel movie has, two other Marvel movies have done, 
is it incorporates a score from a previous movie in the in the series. So at the very end of the movie, when Thor, when they're all on the ship, Thor takes yeah. the uh, throne. That's the score from the first Thor when he's getting the crown at the beginning. Okay, which I really liked. When, I, I love. I one thing that I've talked about before yeah. is the one thing that bugs me about these Marvel movies is they always change the theme for each character. Yeah, um, and they 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 they've gotten better at that between with the new Avengers movie. Like Alan Silvestri came back and did the score, so the bum 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 ba dum bum yeah. like that's the Avengers theme now. Like they got away from it in Age of Ultron, but now it's like nope in your face. Like this is what it is. Do you want to know what the best score part of the movie I thought there was? What was that? A pure imagination. Yeah, yeah. I did not expect like I was perfect, and that was the perfect intro into meeting Jeff Goldblum and having everything that happened afterwards was perfect because you go from him like you know fighting Hannah or Helen, Hella, Hella. Uh, you know everything uh, from like fighting Hela and you know seeing his dad die. Like you, you, you go through all of the seriousness at the beginning of this movie, you know, to a point, and then she gets to their home world, back home yeah. to Oz, <laughs> and because I'm afraid to say the name of the, I'm afraid to say the name, I'm, I'm afraid to say the name of it now. Um, Astown. Huh? Astown. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Um, she, you know, like she gets there and it's serious. Like it's, you know, like, yeah. oh my God, this is actually happening. Like it's going to fall. And then he crash lands and he's asked, are you a warrior or are you food? And then, you know, the whole thing with the Chuck E. Cheese, you know, graveyard that I mentioned before. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this is kind of silly. And then she gets out of the ship, falls over, walks over to him, gets him, she he thanks her for helping him, and then she does the same thing they were going to do anyway. And then he comes to on a chair, and ex- ex- it's explaining everything to a point of like why he's there in the music, and you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, this is when it. And then you see Jeff Goldblum, and everything makes sense. And then he melts a guy after he pardons him. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's like, oh, that just smells nasty. And Jeff Goldblum's like, oh no, I'm stepping in it. I'm stepping yeah. in it. It really sets you up yeah. for everything that happens on Sakaar after that point. Like, it's just pure ridiculousness. Half of this movie is serious world-ending threats on Asgard, yeah. and then Jeff Goldblum turning people to, to goop yeah. on Sakaar. So, I highly recommend Thor Ragnarok. Oh, same here. Uh, definitely my favorite of the Thor movies. And to be perfectly honest, is, and I'm just going to... I'm going to out myself. I'm going to come out and say it. As somebody who's very iffy about a lot of the Marvel movies coming out now. Yeah. Because, and, and I think if anybody's been listening, I, I think people have seen 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 my transition yeah. into this. Like, I used to be so excited for these Marvel movies. Yeah. And then I've just, I'm burnt out. Yeah, I've, def- I've definitely noticed over the... I'm, I'm just burnt out on Marvel. And it's not that... I told somebody at work this because somebody was, like, talking about, you know, like, the Affinity War trailer that... Uh, that they had going on all of the TVs and electronics. And they asked me about it. I said, oh, no, I haven't seen it yet. And they're like, what? No, you don't like it? And I said, look, and this is how I am with a lot of movies, to be honest. I'm burnt out on Marvel. 
It's not because I feel that the movies are bad. It's not that I feel like they're going to suck. It's not that I feel like um, I'm going to be seeing the same storyline over and over and over again. Yeah. These movies have proved to me that you know every other movie I've seen, or you know every you know two two out of every three movies are good, in my personal opinion. But it's the bad movies are not what's keeping me from watching this stuff like opening weekend anymore. It's just the fact that they it's like every six months there's a new Marvel film. Yeah. You know, like like the f- and and yeah. that's what's getting to me. It's the same it's this uh it's the same reason why I'm burnt out on the NFL. Like I used to be a huge football fan. Yeah. Now I'm not so much because I can't get away from it. There there were three Marvel movies last year. Guardians, Spider Man and Thor. Yeah. There are two this year. There will be three next year you with, with uh, Captain Marvel, Avengers, That's and Spider-Man. Exactly. And growing up, I was used to, and I'm, you were, you, with, 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 how you, with how old you are, you kind of saw this too. Yeah. Jurassic World came out. It took four years for a sequel. They were better off not doing it, though. I know, I know, I know, but <laughs> I'm just saying... And the besides, that, I like a Lost World. Th- I don't care. Yeah, I, I like that Lost World too. It, it definitely has. It's funny. It's still Jeff Goldblum playing a character. It is, <laughs> and um, it's what I consider a fan service sequel. The thing, the thing of um, for Marvel though, and they're not just telling one story. So, oh they, yeah, they're they have a master plan. Like they have 20, well, they have the next yeah. 20 years planned out. Well, 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 I know. And the only way to do this properly is the way that they're doing it. Yeah. And I totally understand that. And, when and, it, and I get it. It's just, I'm getting burnt out on yeah. the hype. When like it every gets, time I turn around, there's another Marvel movie yeah. being advertised on a Pepsi can. I think they, <laughs> like need, yeah, I think <laughs> it's gotten a, like the past few months of, are a good example of that. Yeah. Because Black Panther came out in February and then you had Infinity War. Yeah. And Infinity War came out before Black Panther was even on DVD. Yeah. Like, or on v- VOD. Like, you can't you can't rent that digitally. Or yeah, buy no. It. You have to go see it in the theater. Yeah. I think that's a little bit too much. Yeah. Like, they might have, I know they love the opening weekend of May, but they even, they didn't even do that this year. They moved it up so spoilers didn't get out because it exactly. was coming out in Europe. I think put a little bit more space in there because next year it's going to be ridiculous because Captain Marvel comes out in March. Yeah. And then Avengers 4 is in May. So that's a month and a half mm-hmm. between movies. That's and, that's yeah. too short. Like, like, And then Spider-Man comes out in July, supposedly. Yeah. And so like, and that's why when I was talking to the guy at work, I drew the parallel between how I used to be with the NFL and how I am now and how I used to be with Marvel. Yeah. Uh, and now... Like, I love sports. I'm all about sports year-round. That's why I'm a huge baseball and hockey fan, yeah. because the, the the seasons go into each other. The problem is, when it's winter and baseball is over, like, there are certain little events that I put on my calendar to, like, watch news for, but I'm not going into Sheets or Wawa or 66 or in and out I just named a bunch of different places around the yeah. country so people regionally could understand what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. See, I care about everybody. Anyway, you go into those places, and you'll find a Mountain Dew can or a Coke can in the middle of the off season for the NFL, and you've got some linebacker or some quarterback on the can. You turn on ESPN, NBC Sports, yeah. whatever, and they're talking about the you know about the you know the the, the 
the top 25 high school wide receiver prospects that are going to be in, in the combine like eight to six years from then. Like that's what burnt me out on the NFL yeah. because it was constantly in your face, in your face, in your face. I'd be stocking shelves at work and, oh, look, Brian Urlacher is advertising this facial cream. Like it, it, yeah. it needed, like that's what got to me. And then what's getting to me with Marvel is that every time I turn around, like I said, there's some something being advertised on something year round and that's yeah. which is it was just, it was too much it, it, it is <laughs> it, but it's going to be like that oh and it's going to get know it's going to like get that. even worse if they bring in fox in and the x men and and that's why unless i already have like it off for that and like something works out like i'll go see it certain movies opening weekend that's fine it's just it's gonna now i'm kind of pulling back a little bit because it's just like so much it's yeah. so many movies. i mean I, like perfect example is affinity war just came out and then next week deadpool 2 is out yeah like and it, even though it, that's two different studios still like they're so close yeah, they're so close well, i mean it's still marvel well like, it will He's still going to yeah. be cracking the jokes about Josh Brolin playing Thanos. Well, I know. So. I know. And I'm excited for that. Are we, are we yeah. going to do that opening weekend? Or would you, rather, look at my would you rather hold off for Solo? I've got to look at my, I've got to look at my schedule. Okay. I'll like, figure it out. And, and this is what's partly killing me, too. Yeah. In all honesty. Like, I'm trying to to do this and that at the same time. And it's just it's yeah. getting kind of we'll crazy. figure it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. No. I mean, I... As somebody who's like not as probably as what I would consider myself now to be kind of just the stereotypical Marvel movie movie goer, this was good. Like yeah. this is up there. Yeah, it like, definitely top is. ten for me out of the nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> which sounds ridiculous, but yeah, I know. Because you see most of them. I have seen most of them. I haven't seen Black Panther. I haven't seen the second Avengers. You're better off not seeing the second yeah. Avengers. I haven't seen the second Avengers movie. I haven't seen second Thor. And I haven't seen... Well, Infinity War just came out. I haven't, uh, I haven't seen Black Panther yet. Have so you that's seen Spider-Man? Four. Was it Homecoming? Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't seen Homecoming. Okay, so, so, so that's five out of the 19 yeah. that I haven't seen. Unless you can name another one. I don't think so because I know we did. I know we did a bunch of. We did Ant Man and Civil War. I've seen Iron Guardians. Man one, two, and three. I've seen Captain America one, two, and Civil War. I've seen Ant Man. I think you've seen them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah, so it's just last year. Yeah. Besides Guardians. Yeah. So, not bad. No. I definitely put this in the top. Mm, I'd put it in my top five. Probably, probably like number five for Marvel. Yeah, number me, four. This one's like right next to Ant Man, and I loved Ant Man. No, yeah, number four would probably be Guardians two. Number three would be Iron Man three, ironically. And then I'm torn between one and two, being between Guardians one and Infinity War, because I really liked Infinity War. My favorite Marvel, my favorite Marvel film was Captain America. Yeah, I like that one too. That's like number six, but I, Ragnarok knocked well, it out. Yeah, <laughs> so. All right, so that's our podcast on Thor Ragnarok. Uh, mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Eventually, we'll get to Infinity War. Um, but yeah, so for You Have to Watch This, I'm Alan. And I'm Ryan. And we'll see you next time. Can somebody give me the melting stick? Ending the podcast is not a capital offense, Ryan. Hey, let me have my fun. Okay. <laughs> see you next time. See you next time.